Hey, hey, this is Brian Crescenti. And I'm Tony Bernhardt Jr. And we're joining you with another episode of This is Level Infinite. I, I have a, a confession to make, Tony. Uh-oh. Should I get the cops on the other line? Is this going to be like a Dateline episode? <laughs> no, not today, Tony, not today. I'll save that confession for another podcast. Okay. No, this confession is about one of my gaming obsessions. Oh, wait. Okay, I know this one, right? Yeah, maybe. I think so. Uh, but maybe our listeners aren't aware. Okay, you are an absolute fiend for handheld gaming systems, right? I mean, you should write a book on it. Uh, I One day, I hopefully <laughs> will. Yes, you like yes. that setup? Uh, <laughs> I do. Uh, I have a problem, and that problem takes up three massive display cases in my living room. Three? Yes. Okay. That, I did not know. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that that's what grabs your attention. I can tell you it's the living room part that sometimes bothers my wife. Okay. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah. As of last count, I have 132 handheld systems dating back to what I believe is the very first, The Quiz Kid. Maybe it's just a bad name, but that does not sound very exciting. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. Uh, in a nutshell, if it wasn't for calculators, we wouldn't have handheld gaming systems for so, so, so many reasons. Oh, do tell, please, Professor. Um, I'm tempted, but this episode is about another gaming handheld. It's about the latest system release we were talking about the other day, right? I think it is. I mean, sometimes one will slip out without much fanfare, but I believe Logitech's G Cloud is the most recent handheld gaming system to hit the market. And it might not be what you expect. It's a cloud gaming device that can deliver AAA PC games to a seven inch screen and a beautifully designed controller Anywhere you have an internet connection. It is a lovely system that wouldn't exist today if it weren't for a whole lot of technology and work with the likes of Astro Studios, NVIDIA, Microsoft, Tencent, and of course, Logitech. And on today's episode of This Is Level Infinite, we're going to tell the story of the world's newest handheld, the G Cloud. With Logitech G Cloud, I can stream hundreds of next-gen games in my living room, race through space, and bravely save Earth from annihilation in my bedroom play pirate in private and rain death on my enemies. Kick back, kick ass, and knock off my competition in my backyard. Fulfill forgotten prophecies, slay some serious beasts, and bask in the vast spoils of my conquests in my kitchen. So get comfortable. There's levels to play. I think I'll take the pink. Stream a ridiculous amount of games from Xbox and NVIDIA GeForce Now with Logitech G Cloud. So Logitech has a long history of innovating in the computer and gaming spaces. Founded back in 1981, the company has deep roots in video games that include both acquisitions of a number of notable companies like Astro Gaming, SciTech, and Streamlabs, and also its own in-house production of gaming mice, keyboards, controllers, and the list goes on, all under the Logitech G brand. A big part of what Logitech G invests in is driven by research of the market and their customers. It was while doing that research that Logitech made a bit of a discovery, according to Ahmed Riaz, head of design for Logitech G. We realized this really interesting insight that people were playing games in different little zones in their homes. And it was this idea of like multimodality that you could sort of take your game and move it somewhere else. 
But I think the additional insight that we had was it wasn't just that people were moving from one place to another. Often you imagine somebody in a train or in a plane playing a video game. But a lot of our customers were actually kind of moving from the desk to the couch to you know, maybe a different room. And just like that idea of like finding these zones within your house, or even if you go to a different place, finding a zone to game, that was sort of the big insight. And this was early days of cloud gaming. And then we started noticing that other technologies were coming in that were going to allow that to happen as well. And that felt like a wonderful intersection of things coming into play. And so we thought, let's lean into this and build something that we thought could be the perfect cloud gaming device. This is really interesting because it's something that game developers and publishers have talked about for quite a bit. The idea that handheld gaming doesn't necessarily need to be about fitting something in your pocket and taking it out of the house. Instead, it can be about delivering a robust experience on a system you can hold that you'll most likely use around the house. Exactly, Brian. And it's also interesting because cloud gaming has actually been around for a long time, at least since the early 2000s. And while some have come and gone over the past two decades, more recently, companies like NVIDIA, Amazon, Sony, Microsoft, and Google have all either experimented with or deeply invested in the idea. Yeah, I think back to E3 2019 when I sat down with the VP of gaming at Microsoft, Phil Spencer to talk about something he's been passionate about for years, the democratization of gaming. Basically, removing the barriers to game development and game playing. Cloud gaming can play a key role in that idea. Okay, so getting back to Logitech, it's during all of this chatter out there, the growing interest and improvements in technology that Logitech starts to seriously look at what it can do with cloud gaming. Initially, they didn't set any sort of limits. Ahmed said they weren't even strictly thinking about making a handheld. That idea that we want to be where our customers are and our customers are moving away from the desk into different spaces was the idea first. And then that spawned this idea of like, hey, what can we do there? And there were a number of things that we could have done. And the handheld felt like the most seamless solution. And seamlessness and cloud gaming go really hand in hand. And so that's why we ended up going in that direction. Of course, Logitech has a ton of partners as well, and many of them played a big role in this early idea of creating a handheld. Tencent's Justin Shen, who runs the work the company's doing on cloud gaming, said the idea of a handheld came up during one of the regular meetings between the two companies. We have very tight communication with a lot of our partners or potential partners. Logitech and Tencent are already partnering on other projects, like for those gaming accessories on like League of Legends, uh, other PC games. So we regularly exchange ideas from both executives levels and our product level. So we both have the same passion and the commitment to bring a console-grade experience to gamers with a handheld device. So. We just jump into the project, exchange ideas, and know how and what we want to do for them. Justin said that there was a realization that drew Tencent to the project. While there were several handhelds already on the market, of course, and the mobile gaming market just continues to grow, there really weren't many devices that could deliver the full-on experience of a PC or home console to your hands. Although we see there's a very good product like a Nintendo Switch on the market, but uh, by design, it's a still lack of some of the power to present a AAA game performance on your hands. 
So we think starting there, we're trying to figure out how we or how others can do something for the players to provide a very uh, visualized uh, AAA gaming experience on portable device. While Tencent would eventually partner up with Logitech G to create the user interface for the G Cloud, NVIDIA was much more interested in expanding support for cloud gaming in general. And that makes a lot of sense. NVIDIA has its own cloud gaming service that lets you play really robust PC games via the cloud. But Andrew Fear, director of GeForce, now at NVIDIA, can explain what they do a little bit better than we can. So GeForce Now is a cloud gaming service where you can subscribe either as a free member or a paid member to get access to over 1,400 games streamed from the cloud to a variety of different types of devices, whether it's a PC, a Mac, a Chromebook, you know, Logitech G Cloud device, phone, tablet, TV. We support all sorts of different things. And it's a great way for people that don't have a super powerful PC or a gaming PC at all is they can enjoy some of the latest and most popular games such as Fortnite, Destiny 2, Cyberpunk, Genshin Impact, all streamed over the internet. NVIDIA's decision to launch this service back in 2015 came from a desire to make sure as many people as possible can play games. I mean, that sounds a lot like what Microsoft's Phil Spencer was telling you at E3. Exactly. Here's Andrew again. So for the longest time, we've built GPUs to put into gaming desktops or notebooks or whatever they are, and we want to have people play games. But we always know there's people out there that, for whatever reason, they you know they, maybe they want to use a Mac, maybe they don't have enough money to buy a, a gaming PC, or who knows what. They still want to be a gamer. And so we had this vision that you could put a GPU in the cloud and just stream it, just like the movie industry was transforming itself 10 to 15 years ago. And so we had a bunch of engineers that would always get together and come up with new ideas and new technology. And after a while, they developed this technology for streaming that was pretty darn good in real time. And they presented it to our CEO, who's a big believer in homegrown technology and cool ideas and things like that. And he just said, go for it. Try to make it a, a real product, a real solution, a real something that someone can get access to. And that's what we've been working on for the past 10 years, is really to perfect this and make it so it's a really amazing experience so you can access all these high-quality games streamed directly from our data centers. And you know what they say, doom is the mother of invention. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's not what they say. Well, they should. Here's Andrew proving my point. The genesis, and it's funny as people always say it is, you know, laziness, I always say, is the mother of invention because people sometimes are doing something one way and realize there could be a better way to do it. If you've never brought up a GPU, you don't know how it works, is what happens all the time, it's a very exciting time, first of all. You know, you get your silicon back, you're working on it really hard, you're spending late nights in the lab, you're eating pizza, you're doing all these things. And what happens is you've got a bunch of hardware engineers in one lab trying to solder things down and bring up the board and the chip, and you've got a bunch of software engineers typically in another building trying to write driver code and see if they can boot it. And I mean, I remember back in the day, the first thing everyone would get excited, they say, you know, we, we brought up Quake, we brought up Doom, you know, these early games to make sure it could run. And one of our driver software engineers, he really was tired of walking back and forth between his desk and the lab. Because you know, a hardware engineer in the lab would say, come down and see the, your output. You know, I, I think it's rendering incorrectly. The color's wrong. So he just decided, I don't want to go down to the lab. I'm going to write a little piece of code to stream the output from the GPU back to my desk so I can just view it in real time and I can see my changes. And that was kind of his first inkling and thought about it. He said, wow, this actually works pretty good. I can stream a GPU from a completely different building to my cube, and it works pretty darn good. I can actually interact with the game. And that was what he started showing off to people, saying, look, this works really good. We could really make this into a product. And that's what kind of resulted in starting GeForce Now to what it is today. 
I mean, NVIDIA has been doing this for years via their GeForce Now service, but how exactly did they hook up with Logitech and the G Cloud? That's another interesting story. It turns out that Yujash Desai, the vice president and general manager of gaming at Logitech, used to work at NVIDIA, and he knew how much his former company was into cloud gaming. This is Andrew. We used to have a lot of conversations with some of our partners saying, hey, wouldn't you be interested in building this really cool, dedicated cloud gaming device? And I remember in one of the meetings, you just kind of had a laugh and a smirk. I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll talk to you about it something shortly. And shortly after that, we did get a briefing from them talking about this device they're working on. And we were pretty blown away because it's, it's an amazing device. And so I would say it was sort of pleasantly surprised saying, wow, someone actually listened to us and they realized that there's a market for this and they've got a great device that I think a lot of gamers are going to enjoy. Okay, before we dive into the process of creating the G Cloud, let's discuss. I know you picked one up on launch day, of course. What do you think? And did you pitch a tent the night before? (laughs) (laughs) I was not that excited. I didn't set up a tent to Hmm. wait in line, but I did order it from my house. And of course, it's a handheld. Of course, I loved it. And I think I can go a little bit deeper. At first glance, it looks a a little bit like a muscle-bound version of the Nintendo Switch. Both the Switch and the G Cloud have about seven inch screens. Uh, and that takes up most of the real estate of the front of this device. Both come in bone white with, with this sort of asymmetrical thumbstick design, uh, which means that one's a little higher than the other on, on either side of the screen. They both have these sort of clusters of buttons on both sides, and both have right and left triggers and bumpers on the top corners of the system. But that's where the design similarities end. Where the switch is pretty flat, the G Cloud has a much more sculpted set of grips built into its edges. And the result is a handheld that rests nicely in the palm of my hands when I'm playing it. So it allows me to sort of relax as I'm playing through a game. Now, of course, all of this, as BC just romantically detailed, was by meticulous design. Ahmed said that Logitech's team worked closely with Astro Studios, the design company behind things like the Xbox 360, Alienware computers, and even the original compact iPack Pocket PC. With that, we were able to sort of develop this form language that we felt was really strong and also used a lot of sort of the language that we were using with our controller, the C4D as well. And so sort of that mix of all these things, you know, trying to have something that was really comfortable but felt premium was the balance that we were trying to achieve. They created and tested a number of prototypes and directions for the system, keeping portability and comfort at top of mind. We wanted to find that balance of like not compromising on comfort at all, but having it be incredibly lightweight, but not something that's hyper portable, for example, that you can sort of, you know, put in your pocket. And so that was sort of where we wanted to be because it was really, really important that the games that you were playing, you still had a screen that was big enough to make you feel immersive. And that happened through a design process that went through a series of you know, sketching and developing the concepts. And after going through that, we go through prototyping, because it's really important if you're talking about comfort to hold something in not only your hand, but like have a number of people sort of go through it and test it and make sure it's really good, that it's up to the Logitech standard of quality. At the time that we were looking at this, I was, along with other games, I was playing games on my Switch. In particular, I was playing Hades a lot. You know, if you're doing those runs on Hades again and again, you're using those Switch controllers, it's not comfortable. And I remember getting uh, a different set of 
more comfortable controllers for my Switch just to do my Hades runs. It made a world of difference to me at the time as well. And I think when we were starting off the project and really setting up the brief and making sure we were kind of putting in the right things, that was sort of in the back of my head was that it really makes a difference if we lean in on that comfort. Because this isn't a device we can remove the controllers and buy after-party ones. Let's really make sure we prioritize that hand feel, that comfort, first and foremost. As Ahmed mentioned earlier, the team also looked closely at the Astro C40 controller. And for that, I will defer to the expertise slash nerdiness of Brian. Why, thank you. If you're not familiar with the C40, it's this amazing modular controller designed for PlayStation 4 and PC that allows you to tweak and switch out the directional pad and thumbsticks to try and really fine-tune that feel. And you can see some of that C40 design language carry over to the G Cloud. I told Ahmed that in particular, I really love the look and feel of the concave directional pad, something found in the C40 as well. We were really lucky that we had done the C40 and we had the way the C40 was designed, you could swap out the D-pads. And so we released a few D-pads for the C40 and we had actually designed more D-pads than we released. (laughs) We had various experiments with D-pads and a lot of feedback with D-pads. If you love all kinds of games, you'll realize there's some games that are just an absolute joy to play with the right kind of D-pad. And then there's also fighting games that people have very particular desires with D-pads. And sometimes those two communities maybe are (laughs) not exactly overlapped. And so this D-pad is really trying to find that overlap, right? to make sure that it's something that you can really do a good Hadouken with and also play a platformer with and feel that it's incredibly satisfying. So that's why it has that concaveness. You can really roll your thumb on it, but the edges are a bit pointy, so you can sort of really click in to each place. I could obsess over D-pads for hours, and maybe there's so many more D-pads we could do. And again, like I said, you also love handhelds and things like that. So again, I'm just looking to my left at the Game & Watch Donkey Kong I have, which had the first D-pad that was ever created. You know, So just like the history of the D-pad itself is actually so deeply tied into the history of video gaming. But just that idea of directionality in video games, it's a, I don't know, I just, a D-pad is a beautiful thing to obsess over. The team at Astro also applied what they learned when developing the analog sticks. We took all the learnings we had from the C40 and were able to adapt it into the thumbsticks, all the way down to where we source them and who we work with, how they work into that. One of the things we were really obsessed over was really making sure that this was incredibly comfortable to grip, And the sticks were an integral part of that because we noticed that with other handhelds, there was a cramping issue when you played for long periods of time. And because we had this research that said like people were doing this zone gaming, curled up on your couch, just playing those video games, some of these Hades runs that I was doing were for hours. You know, the time would just fly by. and, And what you don't want to have happen is your hand is really cramping up. And so the thumbstick was an integral part of that. And just that comfort of like just the shape of it and, and how how the movement was and then even the mechanics inside, you know, just having the springiness and everything really be dialed in was very important. We were incredibly lucky that we were just able to use a lot of that kind of knowledge that we'd sort of done with the C40 and roll it into here as well. While the hardware for the G-Cloud, the physical system, is beautifully designed, none of that really would have mattered if the team didn't also nail the software. After all, 
This system has to support game streaming via a number of services because Logitech doesn't actually have a cloud gaming service of its own. Logitech ended up working with three companies pretty closely on that side of things. Tencent, for its part, developed the interface for the G Cloud. And then Logitech was in close communication with NVIDIA and Microsoft to make sure that their services, NVIDIA GeForce Now, as well as Xbox Cloud Gaming, were seamlessly integrated into the system. So while Logitech was in its early stages of ideation for the G Cloud, Tencent was on its own journey of discovery. Tencent's Justin Shen told us that the company was looking at a variety of ways to bring AAA gaming to the handheld. We were exploring different scenarios and different solutions, like how we can build a gaming handheld that is capable of AAA games. So, of course, there will be an easier way or more common way to do this is by building or putting a very powerful hardware, like PC hardware, or maybe a mobile phone hardware directly into a handheld and see how it goes. We actually did some experience and we tried, but we found that this is a kind of technology limitation. So if you want to put a PC components into a handheld shape, it's kind of hard to balance. If you want extreme high standard gaming quality, like a graphic quality, then the device will be either very heavy or very low battery life, which we don't prefer. So we're thinking about how to do that. Uh, well, technology speaking, it's kind of stuck there. So we think otherwise. So how about moving the powerhouse of a, running a game away, then our device will play game remotely. Justin told us that the company didn't initially realize that what they were ruminating about was essentially cloud gaming, in part because the tech hadn't really improved to the point where it is today. And then, as they saw new experiences bubbling up from Valve and NVIDIA, and really even Microsoft, they realized that it was the solution that they were looking for. And I should add that this process wasn't just about research. Tencent was actually building working prototypes of beefy handheld PC systems. Some ran on the guts of a personal computer, while others used mobile phone components. The real deal breaker for them, though, was looking at what was on the market already. There's actually a number of manufacturers who have been making handheld PCs for gaming for some time. But Tencent wasn't impressed with their limitations. For instance, running a game maxed out at 720p with medium graphics settings. Once Tencent realized they were going with cloud gaming, and Logitech mentioned they were working on their own system, a partnership seemed ideal. Tencent was deeply involved in the early work Logitech did as it progressed through prototypes and settled on the system's specs, including the decision to run the whole thing on an Android operating system. Android is a very good open platform. So although we are thinking making this product a very specific purpose, like supporting cloud gaming or remote play usage, right? So if we only have these two, that will be enough. But when you try to make a product, it's kind of finally how users are using it is sometimes it's a little bit different. So we choose Android. The benefit is that we can support as many apps as possible. So we still leave the choice to our users. If they like the cloud gaming, like the remote play as we designed, that will be wonderful. But if they prefer to find other usage of our device, yeah, that's up to them. And we can also learn from them. And Android have all kinds of amazing apps. And they support uh, third-party uh, hardwares. So yeah, it's a great choice. 
Justin said that Tencent's deepest involvement, though, was working on that user interface. We're trying to bring a more console-like user experience to our customers. So we think most of the Android device, alongside with those iOS device, is looking either like a phone or a tablet. It's different from the gaming console we used to have, right? So that's why we and how we convert the traditional Android-like home screen to a much console-friendly user experience. Okay, Brian, so what do you think of the interface? You know, there's a lot of smart decisions in it. One of my favorite things is how the system snaps to life when you slide the power switch on. The user interface itself actually looks a bit like Nintendo Switches. A bulk of the screen is taken up by a row of thumbnails that show what you most recently launched. So for me, on my device, for example, that means NVIDIA GeForce Now, Xbox Cloud Gaming, Steam Link, Luna, and PlayStation Now. So only the first two of the services I just mentioned are actually officially supported, but as Justin pointed out, using Android means this is a pretty open system. Wait, so what does it mean to be officially supported? You know, I actually asked Ahmed about that. If you look at the device itself, you'll notice there's a G logo, and that G logo has a deep integration with the settings menus. So for example, if you go inside Xbox's cloud service, you know, if you press that button, it it does what you would expect the Xbox gem logo to do. And so that kind of deep integration and a lot of optimizing actually as well happened because we had these partnerships and we were able to work closely with them. And we focused on these partnerships because we wanted to start off in a place that was really optimized for certain experiences first. And then every experience we do in addition to that, we want to continue to optimize it. So again, it should be a class above everything else in terms of cloud gaming. There may be other things out there. We want to make sure that when someone gets this, it feels as effortless and as seamless as possible for you to go from you know, sitting and thinking about playing a game to just being in that game itself. And that's really kind of the heart of cloud gaming, I think, is that it takes away every little, hey, I have to update this and I have to do that and I have to go through this just to kind of get to your game. It takes all those pieces away from it and makes it almost like a Netflix-like experience. You know, That was sort of the dream from the beginning. And so everything has sort of been thought of from that perspective. We wanted to not close the device down, so we didn't hide things like that was built on Android and we didn't take away access from the Play Store because we want it to be your device. It's open for you to do what you want to do. I think that we were able to kind of leverage our partnerships to have deeper conversations about, hey, how can this work? How can that work? And so over time, we also, you know, we also work with PlayStation. We we could work on that as well. And so it's just a matter of prioritization, nothing more than that. Here's Justin from Tencent talking about that deep integration that Ahmed from Logitech just alluded to. When we come up with the idea that we're using gaming streaming technology, cloud gaming, to build a handheld product, we come directly to Microsoft and other partners, like ask her how they think about this. So to be honest, if like no platform will support us, right, how we can provide those content and games to our users. So yes, we come to them very early stage, and we receive very positive feedback. As I mentioned, although most of the people, even myself at the beginning, we kind of hesitated when we first heard the cloud gaming plus a handheld concept. 
But for those cloud gaming providers, they are doing this for a long time, and they understand how the performance and the requirements and the combination of the service and how they will benefit users on the mobile usage. So yeah, we quickly have lots of great feedback, and we put a lot of resource and working with those cloud gaming partners and to build this kind of device, optimize its performance together. Now, getting back to NVIDIA, remember, this is a company that's been working on cloud gaming for decades. I mean, they've been practically begging someone to make a device like this. So it stands to reason that they have a lot of thoughts on the technology that goes into making sure your experience on the other side of that handheld is a good one. Right. NVIDIA's Andrew Fear told us that there are three parts to ensuring that the technology behind the G Cloud works and works well. The first part, of course, is the hardware. Again, 10 years ago, we had you know, video encoders and decoders built into our GPUs, but we really didn't optimize them and say, how do we make them really, really super fast, ultra low latency, so that they can encode things in milliseconds. And so we've spent a lot of time in our hardware as we've built new GPUs, that we've continually evolved those encoders and those decoders to make them better. And with all that also comes a lot of quality of service optimizations to make sure that the streaming just looks great and plays great with a variety of different types of networks. The second part was infrastructure. You know, a lot of cloud gaming providers early on, they would put a data center, you know, maybe on one side of the coast and on the other side of the coast. And they said, it's good for everyone in all of the uh, United States. And the reality of it is it really wasn't. You know, building a, a smart infrastructure and finding great bandwidth points in the internet where you can place your data centers and place your servers, that's really how you're going to achieve this goal of reaching as many people as we can. And we spent a lot of time at NVIDIA, you know, building on our infrastructure, um, picking the right locations. So now we have over 30 data centers around the world. We can stream to over 100 countries. And we estimated about 50% of the world's population could take advantage of GeForce now. And finally, of course, the, the internet itself, like what people are building out there on the internet. I always like to say, you know, when was the last time your internet got slower? My ISP is constantly upgrading my internet. You know, I, I have Spectrum here where I live in Texas. And I remember when I moved here, I started at 50 megabits per second. And then it went to 100, then it went to 200, and now I'm at a gigabit. And I don't remember asking for it or wanting it, but it's great. I love it. And they continue to, to make my network faster. Faster is always better. And certainly no one's going to try to decide to slow down your internet and make it slower. And with the advances in technology has come some solid growth for services like cloud gaming. For instance, NVIDIA says that 23 million people have tried GeForce Now. And they've signed up over 400 game publishers for the service making about 1,400 games available to date. We're now streaming end-to-end, -end, meaning the network, the decode, the video, everything. The total system latency, everything on GeForce Now, with a fast monitor, you can be less than 50 milliseconds. If you compare that like to an Xbox or a PlayStation or even people that have local gaming PCs, that's actually faster than any of those devices. It's kind of unimaginable to us. I mean, we're amazed by it as much as everyone else, even though we're working on it that we're now faster, like I said, is than many local gaming devices and game consoles. And for a lot of people, that's, it's really a you know, transformative experience. They don't even believe it. Working with Logitech on the G Cloud, NVIDIA wanted to make sure their service absolutely sang on the system. We spent a lot of time working with them. You know, we wanted to make sure that out of the box, our app was already installed, which is just sort of, it sounds simple, but it's an important part. You want to make sure your app is right there. We spent time optimizing the quality of service and our in-game settings 
to that screen size. A lot of the things that we do on GeForce Now is we try to make the games play great right out of the box. And so we, we want to automatically configure your graphics settings. And typically we're doing that for higher resolution, you know, 1080p, 1440p, even 4K. We spend a lot of things making sure that the gamepad plays great, doing some work with them. Honestly, it was a labor of love because I think anyone at NVIDIA that picked with this device and got it, they figured it out right away. They're like, wow, this is an amazing product. Let's go work on it. Okay, reality check. You've had the G Cloud in your hands for a bit now. And of course, I know you have the Steam Deck too. And a hundred or so other handhelds, don't forget that. Yeah, correct, yes. And a hundred or so other handhelds taking up about three quarters of the living room and <laughs> seriously messing with your feng shui. Yes. But I'm dying to know, what do you think? I like it, I like it a lot. It's. It's a system that is obviously, this may go without saying, but it obviously leans heavily on your use of cloud streaming. So if you're into cloud streaming or if you're open to the idea of streaming games from a service or your computer to a handheld, then I think you're going to absolutely love it. it. It has the best feel of a system like the Steam Deck or even the Switch. And the graphics are there. They're, they're, I think, much better than what you might see if you were to play this on, for instance, the, the Steam Deck or on the Switch. And the battery life is absolutely insane. This thing, like... Oh, that's key. I, I, yeah, I, I can use this all day and not have a problem. The Steam Deck, which I absolutely love as well, that's like three hours of gaming and, and you have to either plug it in or charge it up. Yeah, it's funny because Andrew had a similar chance to test out the handheld when he first got it. I remember the date, it was September 14th, only because NVIDIA has a corporate-wide holiday every quarter, it's great. That day, just by chance, my Steam Deck finally came, and then my Logitech G Cloud sample came, and I was super excited because I got, I got all this free time to sit there and play gaming devices. No one was home, my kids were at school, my wife was out running errands, so I, I was super thrilled. And the first thing I noticed right away was I wanted to start comparing them. So I, I laid them all out on my kitchen table, started looking at them all, and was like, well, they're, they're kind of all different, but they kind of are kind of trying to serve the same purpose. And I noticed right away that G Cloud was extremely lightweight. It was certainly lighter weight than the Steam Deck. The screen looked awesome, and the setup was super simple. I mean, I spent probably five minutes setting it up the first time. I had to log into you know, a Google account and log into a video account. I was already playing Cyberpunk. The Steam Deck is a great device if you're traveling, but... The first time setup was I had to download all these updates for the Steam Deck. I had to go, you know, I wanted to play Cyberpunk. I had to download 100 gigabytes worth of the gameplay. I had to come back six hours later to start playing it. So the instant enjoyment just wasn't there with that Steam Deck. But the Logitech one, I was up and gaming, like I said, in less than a couple minutes. But creating a solid product, a really good handheld, isn't the end of the journey. There's still a lot for Logitech to do. Yeah, like getting it into people's hands so they can see what it's like for themselves. Justin Shen at Tencent actually called that the trickiest part of bringing the G Cloud to market. Most of the people, you and me, will find it's difficult to accept if someone else presents you a concept like a gaming handheld with only cloud gaming supports. Like even to myself, when I first joined the project and heard about the concept, I'm like, no, we don't like that. Like, who will building a device uh, like this or who will use it. So it's very common. We see lots of feedbacks even after we debuted this product in the internet. But the most interesting thing is, eventually, if I give you, and I believe you will get it soon, our product at your hands, and you try the game, very quickly you will understand, ah, it's much better than I thought. 
First one, you will understand that the cloud gaming today is much better than before, and it's actually better than you heard on the internet. Believe it or not, lots of users are already running cloud gaming. The philosophy and what is a very sweet spot that we choose for you, like combining the cloud gaming technology and all those hardwares together into a handheld gaming console. It's not very heavy with a larger screen that any other handheld hadn't presented yet, and the gaming is smooth, and the graphic looks great, and it provides. I would say all day long battery is more than eight hours, or even in some our tests can last twelve hours continuously when you playing games. It haven't been presented before, so the experience will outreach what you expected. So to get people to check out the system, Logitech is borrowing a page from the launch of VR headsets and setting up demo stations in a few Best Buy stores around the country. Ahmed also pointed out that Logitech plans to continue to support the system post-launch with firmware updates and perhaps deep integration with more cloud gaming services. I'm just excited to see where this is going to go and how people are going to adopt it. And to be able to add something to that pantheon of handheld gaming is really amazing. Let me put it this way: I think one of the things that Logitech G has really been thinking about is really expanding our vision of who can have access to gaming and really standing against people who might say, "Hey, only this is video games, right? Like gatekeeping video games. Oh, you haven't built your PC; you're not a real gamer." We think everyone has a right to play games, and so we have changed a lot of ways that we're working in order to make sure that we're providing gaming solutions to every single kind of gamer. We just wanted to make sure we had that handheld gamer in there as well, you know, so that you can add to your collection, but but also that more importantly, we as a company are not excluding anyone from having the right to play. Justin also sees this new handheld system as just another option for gamers, another way to play however you want to play. I have lots of consoles. I also using PC to play, enjoy my games. But I have Steam Deck, I have Switch. And now I can have G Cloud, have another different gaming experience. So I have more to choose. I think this is a great thing for all the gamers. Cloud gaming plus handheld will be a great combination and a solution to provide portable gaming experience to users. It will make a huge difference to the industry. I think it's incredibly meaningful. This is Ahmed because play anywhere or this idea of like. Cross-platform is a whole journey. I think that there's smaller steps to it, like being able to cross-save your game. You know,、uh, Witcher is a good example. You could be playing one place and then pick it up and start somewhere else, and that is a really interesting experience. And then, in addition to that, you can sort of like build on it and and have something that is just the ability to kind of move around as seamlessly as possible. I guess that's something that we're really obsessed with. This idea that you can play anywhere at any time, and we think that that's the future of video games as well. They may not be tied into one space, but you might choose, just like a movie, that hey, I'm going to watch this video on my phone, or I'm going to watch this movie on my TV at home, or I'm going to go to a movie theater and watch something. You may choose to have certain parts of the experiences happen on certain screen sizes. And I think the idea is that we want to be there for all those different sizes, 
Uh, we want to be there for all those different types of moments and so that you're enjoying them to your fullest and be that trusted partner that really helps you instantly escape into that game. This is Level Infinite is a production of Pad and Pixel LLC. Your hosts are Tony Bernhardt Jr. and myself, Brian Crescenti. This podcast is produced and edited by Brian Crescenti, Dave Tack, and Ethan Vincent. Audio engineering and final mastering by Dan Carlisle.